Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterlin here with you. Did you see yesterday where in just outside of Houston, Texas, uh, there was a a plane crash. A, a plane carrying 21 people, and everyone survived. There was there there was there was no death. There there was two small injuries. You don't see that very often, where a plane crashes with 21 people on it, and and no one no one died. That was a uh, it was good news. You you don't see that very often. Uh, good news with a plane crash. But yesterday, a private jet carrying twenty one people crash burst into flames. It was trying to take off. It started to take off, but it never made it off the ground. Huh. There was a uh, there was a bunch of people going from Houston to Boston to watch Game Four of the American League Championship Series between the Houston Astros and the Boston Red Sox. Um. And by the way, the the Astros won last night to t- to tie that series up at two. Boo! Game five is coming up in that best of seven American League Championship Series. It was a twin engine airplane, and it rolled through a fence, and then ignited in a field at Houston Executive Airport in in Brookshire, Texas, about 28 miles outside the city of, of Houston. It happened at about uh, 10 o'clock yesterday, yesterday morning. Well, two things. Is a private plane really private when there's 20 other people on it? You know, when I think of a private plane, I think of, 
more intimacy. Maybe a couple of people. 20 people on a plane isn't that private. That's like a bus ride. You have a bus ride in the RTA and have 20 people on it. There's a private jet with 21 people. That doesn't sound private. Two, when you, when you imagine a plane crash, you imagine it coming from the sky, but this never got off the ground. That's right. So that probably has something to do with why so many people survived. There were 18 passengers on the plane, Coleman, and there were three crew members. So, so three, three people working on that plane mm-hmm. and, and 18 passengers, and they were going to fly uh, to go to a big baseball game. Um. I guess the best thing to happen for these 18 people is that the plane never really got off the ground. You know, if it had got off the ground, it probably would have been a lot worse. So that was fortunate for them, actually. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was taken off. Well, it was trying to take, it, off. it was try, it was attempting, it was to, attempting uh, to take off, to, to, to take off. But I, I saw the, uh, I saw some video and, and some pictures and, when you when you first when you first saw it, you you just saw something on the ground on fire, and then they said, "Well, here's an airplane. It crashed, even though it never took off." Well, it crashed into a fence, so I guess that's where the word "crash" comes from. Yeah, but when you when you when you saw the video, you, it looked like a plane crashed from the sky but th- but that's not what happened it, w- it was the plane attempting to take off and it, it never made it and but but all of the 21 people were, were able to, to to get off of that airplane and 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 you don't you don't see video like that very often where no one died you think they got the slide the inflatable slide since the plane crashed well, crashed into a fence and burned. You know how they had that inflatable slide that you're supposed to jump out of and slide down when you uh, get into a plane crash? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, Just one woman on, on the plane said she lost her shoes. Uh-oh. And, and you, saw, you saw people wearing Houston Astros baseball jerseys running from the that's probably why the plane from the plane. <laughs> probably why the plane had unfortunate luck. These were actual Houston Astros fans. Yeah, this one woman said, uh, besides losing her shoes, she said, "quote When it finally stopped, everyone went, get out, get out, get out." We jumped out on that inflatable thing. Ah, so they did get to do the inflatable slide, and then everyone went, get away. Hmm. Yeah, they thought it was going to explode. I always want to slide that inflatable slide, but I never want to experience the plane crash that would warrant me to slide the inflatable slide. So I never got a chance to do it. I was just, uh, it's just something, something you, you don't see very often, a plane on fire on the ground and, uh, and everyone survived. That's good. But they're still Houston Astros fans. So. Yeah, they were. I guess they ended up. Uh, I guess they ended up uh, watching the game on television like uh, last night, like like most other people. But the but the plane from from Houston to Boston to go watch the game four of of, of baseball's American League Championship Series. Uh, they, they, they hey, they all survived. <laughs> Let's go, Boston. 
Yeah, you're not a you. You don't like the Houston Astros, the Houston Astros, because you used to work at a at a radio station that that ran their games, and their games used to go long. And, and there were times where you had to go to the bathroom. There, there were times where you wanted to go home. Yeah, Jose Altuve trapped me multiple times. Fourteen innings for what? But I had to hold it. Well, good news yesterday. And good news with their with their baseball team. They ended up winning a winning Game Four of the American League Championship Series on the road in Boston, and now that's a that's a best of three series. The other series is really good too. The uh, the Atlanta Braves and the Los Angeles Dodgers. They're they're in the Final Four in baseball. They they've played their 162 games six month season, and and they've played. Some playoffs and and here we are getting ready for the World Series and and both series are uh, they're 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 entertaining and they're competitive. All right, we got a, a lot to get to on the show this morning. We're, we're only uh, what three days away from the first parade in New Orleans in over a year and a half and and, and since Mardi Gras twenty twenty the crew of Boo. The Halloween parade is uh, Saturday night, and 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 they want everyone going, even if you're just standing outside watching the parade. Authorities in New Orleans want everybody to to wear a mask over their mouth. That's wild. I watched some of that baseball game last night between the Astros and the Red Sox. There was a packed stadium, Fenway Park, Fenway Park. In, in Boston, there was 35, 36,000 people in there sitting next to each other. There wasn't one mask. Well, yeah, I'm quite. I'm sure that everyone had to show a, a vaccination card or a negative COVID test, so I think they were okay, right? There was a packed stadium last night. Yeah, with a bunch of people that either got the vaccine or had a negative COVID test. There wasn't one mask. With a bunch of people that got the vaccine and had a negative COVID test, so they shouldn't have anything to worry about, right? That was in Boston. This Saturday night, we have finally have a parade in New Orleans again, and they want everybody going, even if you're just standing on the street watching the parade. They want you to wear a mask. Well, I don't think you can show a vaccination card to stand outside the street. See, inside the stadium, you have to show stuff, but just to stand outside, anybody can show up whether you're vaccinated or not. So, uh, hang out. We'll uh, we'll we'll talk about that and uh, a lot of other stuff this morning on on our show. Hang out with us. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only, classic rock station. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterlin with you. And a couple of weeks ago, a video, a local video, went viral. It was in Covington High School. And the video was of a senior girl in Covington High School beating up one of her teachers. As a matter of fact, the teacher that this 18-year-old Covington high school senior beat up was disabled and the, the there was a few questions that people had when they were watching that video I know when I watched the video, I thought, how could a high school senior do this to a disabled teacher, one of their one of their teachers? I mean, the teacher was sitting down. The, the, the teacher was in her, in her 60s and disabled and sitting down. And, and there is an 18-year-old Covington High School senior, a, a girl, beating her, beating the teacher. So after the initial shock wore off of this incident, the next thing that I I know I thought of, and I wasn't the only one, a bunch of other people who watched this video thought of, why was this being, why was this assault being video recorded? And then people started thinking, well, if it was video recorded, that that means that other students, at least one other student who was who was video recording this, knew that this assault was was going to happen. They 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 they, they were video recording because they were waiting for this assault to happen. So so these students obviously talked about this and and, and one of the students said, "Okay, I'm going to I'm going to beat up this disabled female teacher. Are you going to are you going to video record this?" And it looks like it was part of a TikTok challenge the the on the on the on the TikTok app and and the challenge was to cause some damage in school 
and this was one of the ways that a high school student could cause some damage at school, beating up at one of their teachers. And, and this teacher happened to be in her 60s and, and disabled. Well, when, when we, we, we saw that, that got a lot of people upset. I, I know I cringed when I watched that. I said, how possibly can an 18-year-old high school student physically assault, beat up, one of their teachers, and and this teacher happened to be a, a woman in her 60s who's disabled, who, by the way, has been teaching there in St. Tammany Parish for many, many years. Well, that happened a couple of weeks ago. Yesterday, the charges were made official, and that North Shore teenager now that 18-year-old girl is facing up to 10 years in prison for attacking her disabled teacher inside of that Covington classroom a couple of weeks ago. The 18-year-old, her name is Lariana Jackson, and she now has officially been charged with second-degree battery and a charge, she's been charged with cruelty to the infirmed. And that was made public yesterday. She's accused of beating the 64-year-old disabled teacher at Covington High School while other students watched and at least one, if not more, students video recorded the attack. They knew it was coming. Um, when when, When the 18 year old was arrested after the beating, uh, police booked her on a charge of felony battery of a school teacher. And, and the charge, the charge is they were, they were, they were changed. And, and, so, and so now we have the, the, the Covington High School senior um, charged with second-degree battery and cruelty to the infirmed. Any word on what's going to happen with the, um, the kids that recorded it? it since, they knew, uh, since it was kind of known that this uh, 18-year-old was going to do something to the teacher instead of preventing it, the students that participating in recording, any word on anything, if, if anything's going to happen to them? From what I understand, Coleman, um, there were a couple of other students who were charged, okay. and, and including, including the student who was, who was video recording the beating. I mean, that was a pretty disturbing, it was a very disturbing video. I mean, I know you say you had an initial shock, but I've seen stuff like this in my school. I've seen teachers get assaulted by students, and I've seen teachers uh, assaulting students. I mean, it is horrible, but stuff like this happens, and it's, it's bad, and it's cringy. But to be honest, very... Not all the time, but I've seen stuff like this myself. I've seen teachers engage in physical altercations with students, 
in school when I came up. But what, what made this even more disturbing is the fact that another student at Covington High School was waiting for this. Yeah. And, and and because they were waiting for this, they, they they had to they 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 took out their cell phone and they were video recording. They were they they were waiting for this to happen, meaning that the students there they they talked about this, whether it was the TikTok challenge or not, they, they okay, we're going to we're going to we're gonna make a video, and we're gonna we're gonna make a video that goes viral. And this text says, "Kids in general have no respect or morals anymore. Everyone involved in this needs to be charged to the full extent of the law, with no chance of early release." Yeah, well, this eighteen-year-old uh, texter, there's 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 no doubt about it. This eighteen-year-old needs to needs to spend some years in a cage. This eighteen-year-old belongs in a cage. This 18-year-old needs to do jail time because, um, how do you? How does? How does an 18-year-old high school student do that to one of their disabled teachers? And and they're doing it. They're 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 beating her. She the the, the high school senior is beating her, her her disabled teacher who's in her 60s, and 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 she's doing this. To make a video that'll get watched a lot, that'll that'll go viral, that'll get a lot of clicks. That that's why this happened. That's the probably the most ridiculous reason I've seen. Like <clears throat> when I was in school, and I've seen students get into it with the teachers, it's because they felt like the teacher has been riding them the entire time, and they just got fed up, and they just couldn't take it anymore, and they assaulted the teacher. I mean, it's, it's kind of like a powder cake. You saw it. You saw it coming. Like one day, this that student is going to snap. And it happened, but in this particular incident, this student just did it because for the hell of it. Like I, I, there was no rhyme or reason other than to go viral. Yeah, and and if you saw the video, you saw th- there's the teacher sitting down, mm-hmm. and then the the high school senior walks up to the teacher. Well, this text there, says there, I don't think she was a senior, but she was 18. So she probably was held back a few grades. Oh well, the, the 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 high school student walks up to the teacher, and there's a brief conversation. They 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 talk for a minute, and then all of a sudden, the high school student starts punching, starts beating the 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 female teacher who's in their sixties and disabled. So, the fact that this high school student is eighteen and is an adult. The parents can't be held accountable in any way, shape, or form. Parents are guardian. Like uh, usually, when we hear a story about a student doing something to a teacher, we hear from the parents. They'll talk to the mother or the father or whoever. But I guess since she's eighteen, what we the parents are just she's like, an adult. Yeah. Okay. All right. She's eighteen. Huh. And um, she needs to spend some years in a cage for what she did. And and to be honest with you, the, the the other students who knew that this was about to happen, the student who video recorded it, that that student needs to spend some time in jail as as well. 
This text says, believe me, the community is so mad that she'd be safer in jail. The North Show don't play that bleep. Oh, there's a lot of people who are upset. Anybody who watched that video, if you could watch that video and not get upset, you have an issue. This text says, kids these days, thanks to the law, have no fear of home discipline. Well, well, uh... I know a lot of people around here are talking about that because it's very disturbing and and how how anyone, A, could do that and then how another student could know, B, could, could know that that's going to happen and, and sit there and video record it. Uh, again, both of those students need to spend some time and a decent amount of time in a cage for 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 what happened there. Anyways, the uh, that that happened a couple of weeks ago, and and yesterday, the the police there, um, St. Tammany Parish, they they changed the charge. And 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 now um, she's facing up to ten years in prison. I don't know if she's going to get that, but she needs to spend some years in a cage that 18 year old Covington high school student all right coming up on the show today hey Jim Jeffries the the, the comedian is going to be on our show he's in town tomorrow night he's he's performing at the Sanger theater and we're gonna have Jim Jeffries on the show later this morning he's a funny comedian uh, also coming up on the show Tonight is opening night for the New Orleans Pelicans. And I know the Pelicans will always be the number two team in the city of New Orleans behind the New Orleans Saints. That's because football is a more popular sport, a much more popular sport here in New Orleans. But if the Pelicans win, you pay attention to the Pelicans, right? But we just haven't had much much luck here with that team. We um we'll talk a little bit about that. We got a lot to do on the show this morning. Hang out with us here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Thought that when this one music star died of a heroin overdose, that We we never got to see and hear what more this person and this person's band could have done. I thought he and they were on to great things. I, I, I thought they had their own unique sound and style, but when he died... Um, not only didn't a lot of people make a big deal out of it, but we never got to hear more from this person. They, 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 they only had a couple of albums out. They, they, their sound was all their own. And I felt as a music fan as a rock fan, 
that we got robbed. And we never, ever got to hear what Brad Norwell and Sublime was going to do next. Here on Bayou 95.7. New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7. New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, J.O. Here with you. Did you see where someone just found a sword that is over 900 years old? Did did, did you see that? Some scuba diver was scuba diving off the uh, coast of Israel, Mediterranean coast. And he, he found a sword that dates back to the Crusaders, experts say. Israel's Antiquities Authority said the scuba diver was on a weekend dive in northern Israel when he spotted a trove of ancient artifacts that included anchors, pottery, and a meter long that's one yard. Ah, oh, okay. Thanks for clarifying that. You know, I'm a dumb American. <clears throat> yeah, in the rest of the world, everything is in meters. But, but So I'm reading this story, and because this happened off the coast of Israel, they say it was a meter long, which is, which is a one yard long sword. Can you imagine that? They were, um, the, the, the scuba diver was about 170 yards off the coast of Israel. And when he, when he made the discovery. Well, two things. How much money did he get for his discovery? Well, as of right now, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't. I think he should get some money. Second thing, I also think we need to check this sword for like DNA or blood residue because this could be evidence of an old 900-year-old cold case. So maybe we can get the murder victim some closure. Uh, experts say the area provided shelter for ancient ships and is home to many archaeological treasures some dating back 4,000 years. Um, These discoveries, though, can be elusive because of the constantly shifting sands. But how about that? Uh, Fearing this discovery might be buried, this scuba diver took the 900-year-old sword ashore and delivered it to Israeli government experts. That would have been the last thing I would have did. I would have put it on eBay. I know. You find something that's 900 years old. Yeah, why didn't he go to the pawn shop or something? He went to the government. That's wild. Uh, I mean, I I love history. I'm I'm a big history fan. And, And when someone finds something... That is 900 years old. And then they just, uh, they just, they, they, they brought it 
to, to, to government officials. Yeah, you would have thought, if that was me, if I found something like that that was 900 years old, I'd want to see uh, first, can I get something for this? Exactly. I'm the one who was down there scuba diving. Can this? You're telling me this sword is, is 900 years old? Isn't there, isn't there something in it for me? And and then I, and then I would bring it to officials. Then I would bring it to forensics because I may have solved the murder mystery. You know they like ditch weapons in the ocean and stuff after they kill somebody. Pretty cool. Hey, um, coming up next, it's this morning's Big O. And then after the Big O, we're going to talk to uh, comedian Jim Jeffries. He's in town tomorrow night. He's performing at the Sanger Theater. He's a funny comedian, and he's going to be on the show. Uh, this morning as well. Hang out with us here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland here with you. And since it's a uh, few minutes after 7, it's time for this morning's Big O. Oh. Big O is a segment that I always want to get your take on. And tonight is opening night for the uh, NBA team here in the great city of New Orleans, the New Orleans Pelicans. They open the season tonight at the Smoothie King Center against the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm a big uh, basketball fan. Basketball was my best sport as a kid growing up. And basketball now is the, the second most popular sport in the United States behind football. But in this city... Basketball, it, it will always be number two behind football. But I know that when the Pelicans and before the Pelicans, when they were called the Hornets, I know that when they win, people pay attention. The, the problem is they just haven't done much winning historically in, in this city. But we've got a couple of players on our team here in New Orleans that you can build around and make a winning basketball team out of. And those players are Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. Those two guys are fantastic. Now, if you put the right pieces around them, then you can win. The problem with with, with tonight, though, is that we're starting the season without Zion Williamson. Oh. 
he is he's he's an he's a great basketball player and he's a generational basketball player because we've never seen anyone his size move the way he does and 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 do things the way he does and it's very frustrating that we're starting the season it's it's his third season here in the NBA his third season with the New Orleans Pelicans but but he's not going to be playing tonight as a matter of fact he's going to miss a few weeks evidently he had foot surgery in the off season that sounds familiar yeah yeah we don't we don't need him to be like uh the star wide receiver of the of the New Orleans Saints Michael Thomas but they're going to they're going to let us know in about 2 to 2 and a half weeks how his how his foot is doing and as someone who follows this team and who pays attention we didn't hear anything about this during the off season we 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 heard nothing about this and we don't we don't know exactly how many games he's going to miss how much time he's going to miss but but i'm convinced that when he's out there and when Brandon Ingram's out there they they made some moves in the off season they got they got some new players that they're that they're building around these two guys I'm convinced that this team could 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 win a bunch of games and and, and could make the playoffs in the NBA's Western Conference this year. I don't know how far they're going to go, but I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty bummed out that the Pelicans are opening their season tonight without Zion Williamson, who is just so much fun to watch. Hasn't that happened with Zion almost every season since he got drafted? Like, every season it seems like he has to miss games or miss a part of the season for some reason outside of just, you know, basketball. Yeah, he, he missed, a, he, he missed um, a, some games, and then his, when he came back, his, his time, at least in the beginning, was limited his first year. And then, and then last year, his second year, uh he he missed a few games as well due to injury and now here he is with the, his third season starting tonight and when the season starts he's not he's not going to be playing because of a he, he he's trying to get a, a foot injury back to 100% now you always said they always needed a third zion and angram need somebody to uh, like a third person to kind of support them and boost them up. Do you think Trey Matthews, the third, is that third? I mean, Trey uh, Murphy, Murphy, the, yeah. the the rookie who they drafted. Yeah, I heard he was was fine with three pointers. He could be. That what they need, Coleman. They they need a a a really good solid outside shooter. They 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 need a someone who can be uh, relied upon to knock down the outside shot, whether it's the three 
or the mid-range two-pointer. And, and maybe maybe Trey Murphy uh, is, is that guy. He, he might be. You know, we we won't know until we 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 see them play. But, but tonight's opening night, um, and we'll get to see the rest of the Pelicans. But we just go, we we won't get to see Zion Williamson at, at least. For the first few weeks of the season, who's coaching? Um, they 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 got a coach who was the assistant coach of the Phoenix Suns last year, and the yeah, Phoenix right. the Phoenix Suns went to that's the, right went went to the finals, and we 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 got him. This is this is his this is his first year as being an NBA head basketball coach. What's his name? Willie Green. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now I remember. It's, it's all coming back to me. This text says, The Pelicans will never build around anyone, and Williamson would stay hurt due to his size. Do you think his size is a factor in his injuries? Because he is a once-in-a-generation player. His size for his age is pretty massive. Do you think that's also a setback? There are some people, Coleman, who think that because he's so big that his body will break down, won't be able to to carry that that weight. I mean, Shaq, I, I've heard that. I have heard that for, from some people. Um, but but uh, Shaq and Yao Ming and uh, Charles Barkley were some big dudes, and they seem to keep themselves healthy and played multiple seasons. Well, well Shaq was a you, – you talk about a generational guy. I mean, we'd never seen anything like Shaq before either. Um but hopefully Zion Williamson will be able to keep his weight in check to the point where his body can support him and he can he can have a long successful career so i wanted to ask you if you're listening do do you do you pay attention to the pelicans when they're when they're winning be, because I know when they're when they're not winning, n- n- pretty much nobody nobody cares. Well, that's that's every major sports team USA right there. But when they are winning, and they 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 had a they had a couple of years here in the last ten to fifteen years, they they've had a couple of years here where they did win a lot of games. They did get to the playoffs. And and I remember, man. Not only was was there not a seat to be found in the in the arena, but the arena was rocking when they were winning. And and people around the city were paying attention, but they seem to only pay attention to the Pelicans when they're winning. See, people pay attention to the Saints when they when they win or lose. Um. But 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 here with the Pelicans, they only seem to 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 pay attention and 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 give a rat's behind when the team is winning, and I get that. The team should win more, and and then and then people would care more. That's how it is with the Pelicans. So I I wanted to ask you to text us. Do do you do you pay attention more to the Pelicans? Do you care when they're winning 
and not so much when they're losing? Or, or do you do you not really give a crap about the Pelicans? Text us and tell me. I'm excited for the season. I, I would have been a lot more excited for tonight if Zion Williamson was in the lineup. Um, text us, 504-260-9595. Remember, keep your text short, only one or two sentences. And if it's good, we'll read it coming up next on the show. And never, ever text while you're driving. I mean, are, are the Pelicans something that you're interested in? Do you care? And, and, and do, you have, do you have high expectations for this year? I mean, when Zion is playing with them, I think they're a team that could, that, that, that could make the, the playoffs in the NBA's Western Conference. Again, I don't know if they could win a round or two. That, that'll be difficult. But your thoughts on, on, on the Pelicans as they open the season tonight I'm excited, and I really, really can't wait until Zion Williamson is back on the floor because he is so much fun to watch play. 260-9595. Text us your thoughts here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only, Classic Rock Station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only, Classic Rock Station. If you're just joining us, this morning's Big O segment is the Pelicans open up their season tonight here at the Smoothie King Center. And the bad news is no Zion Williamson, at, at least for the uh, uh, for the first, uh, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 games. I don't know how long Zion's going to be out. Zion had foot surgery in the offseason. I, I, I didn't hear anything about that. And I'm a big Pelicans fan. Um, didn't hear anything about that until a couple of weeks ago. And that stinks. But I asked you, um, you care about the Pelicans when they're winning, right? You 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 pay attention. Um, that that's what I asked you. Or do you not give a crap about the Pelicans at all? And we asked you to text us. This first text says, "My husband and I love watching professional sports, including the Pelicans. For the family of five, is way more affordable than the Saints games. Damn, a family of five. That's a, that's a lot." That couple's doing a lot of sex, John. Mm. Mark Amandavis says, I follow them and I support them. I, I'm excited for the season, but they need a veteran point guard and some depth. Well, the point guard, it's its going to be the, 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 the kid who they drafted in the first round last year, the kid from Alabama. He's, he's point guard. Redbird says, nope, don't care about basketball. Uh, it, it has become nothing more than hand the ball to the star player and let them score and repeat. That does happen a lot. Um, well, hopefully Zion will be back sooner than later. Uh, again, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan. Um, and and with Zion on the floor, they are they are so entertaining to watch. You know, even when they weren't winning the last his first two years, the last couple of years, just watching the things he can do. And and again, if they between him and Brandon Ingram, those are two superstars. If they if the Pelicans put the right players around those two guys, I think the future's bright. I I really do. We got to get Zion back on the floor though. Uh, the Pelicans will open the season tonight at home here against the uh, uh, 
Philadelphia 76ers. Go Pels. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only, classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only, classic rock station. Good morning, J.O., here with you. And this Saturday night here in the city of New Orleans, it's going to be the first parade since March 2020. So, uh year and a half, a little more than a year and a half. Uh, th- this is this is the, the, the first parade this Saturday night in New Orleans. It's the Crew of Boo. It's the annual Halloween parade. Th- this is the one that runs, it, it runs through the, uh, I think it starts in the Marigny, and it runs through, it runs through the French Quarter, and then it comes through the, uh, it sticks his head through the CBD and then into the uh, into the warehouse district. The, uh, the the crew of Boo parade is is Saturday night. This is going to be something. I, I mean, we again the the first parade in a year and a half. The uh, officials here in the city of New Orleans yesterday said they want everyone who's going to wear a mask. You know, and I, I'm, I'm thinking about that. You know, everybody's outside. It's a parade. And they want us all to wear masks, and they want to see how this goes. And if it goes all right, they said they won't have a problem saying, hey, Mardi Gras on for next year. But if there are problems... And they check numbers after Saturday night, and a couple of weeks go by, and they and they see the the COVID numbers rise. This could be a big problem for Mardi Gras, twenty two. You know what, Coleman? You know what really bothers me about having a there, if we want to stand on the street on Saturday night and watch a parade go by, they want us to wear a mask. You know, last night, I'm flipping through the channels on television, and I see the American League Championship Series between the Houston Astros and the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park in Boston, where they have 36 or 37,000 people. There's not one empty seat in that stadium, and not one person is wearing a mask. So explain to me, how 37,000 people can sit next to each other with no masks watching a baseball game. Yet this Saturday night, if I want to watch this crew of boo parade here in the city where I live, New Orleans, they're telling me to wear a mask even though I'm standing outside. Could, could, could you explain that to me? Sure. See, when you have to go into one of these sports arenas, you have to have proof that you've been vaccinated or you have proof of a negative COVID test. When you're just out there on the streets, nobody, there's nobody checking the gate to see if you, if you have a, a negative COVID test or if you have a vaccination card or not. It's open to the public. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not 100% sure to get into Fenway Park last night. You had to show them a, a, a vaccination card or a negative COVID well, the, test. The, the I, I, I'm rules not, might be different, but if the players have to get vaccinated, I think there's more control when you have when you have a point of entry as far as 
just o- something that's open to the public where anybody can just show up and stand on the sidewalk or stand on the medium. That's what I'm assuming. I mean, when you have to go into the Superdome, yeah, you have to show, you know, the, the vaccine card. We have to go inside of a building where there's a checkpoint. There's more control over, you know, uh, how you know how many people are in there or not. And yeah, but when you're just open to the but, public. But but you know what, Coleman? It wasn't just last night. I mean, this past weekend on on Saturday, I watched college football. There were packed stadiums all over the country. Stadiums, yeah. Nobody, nobody, not one person wearing a mask. Once again, you're inside of a stadium where there's a checkpoint. Have you seen, how, how many people have you just seen, like, I don't know, at a park or something not wearing masks? Or so, somewhere where it's, where it's public, where anybody could just show up. Not just places where there's a concert or, where the, or, the, or you have to go inside of a building. A place where there's no checkpoint or point of entry that you have to pass through to show either a card or a negative vaccination test. Look, I, I, I want to go to, to watch the, the, the crew of Boo. I want to, I want to go. I mean, it, 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 it was right by, right through my neighborhood. I, I want to, I want to go to the, to the crew of Boo, but I don't want to stand on the street on Saturday night wearing a mask, standing, standing outside watching. I I don't want to wear a mask. How many people that's actually going to show up to the crew of Boo do you think are actually going to wear their mask too? You think they're really gonna? You think the majority of them are still gonna wear their masks even though they're outside, or you think that that most of them are just gonna say screw it and just go maskless and, and just suffer the consequences later? I think I think this Saturday night, people watching the crew of Boo Parade here in New Orleans, I, I think there will be more people without masks. I agree. Than 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 wearing masks. So it's go at your own risk, John. If you really want to go and you don't want to wear a mask, I'm not. I mean, see what happens. But remember, whatever happens, you have to be prepared for the consequences later on. If they say, oh, we, we looked around and we didn't see anybody wear a mask or the numbers went up, then, yeah, those 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 would be the consequences. I mean, during this whole pandemic, what I wanted more than anything else is to is to get back to normal life. That's never going to happen. The way life was before the pandemic. That's 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 all I've wanted. I mean, I've seen so many businesses shut down. I've seen so many people lose money. I've seen I've seen so many people get hurt financially. What I want more than anything is is life back to normal the way it was before the the, the pandemic. And and you know, I I, I watch college football and pro football on the weekends and I watch stadium after stadium after stadium after stadium uh, you know weekend after weekend after weekend they're packed and and I don't see people wearing masks and 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 then to go to this parade here on Saturday night in New Orleans they're telling us to to, to wear to wear a mask yeah I mean I don't think we have I, I said this last year the government is never going to relinquish power once you give it to them so it's here to stay. Well, anyways, I'm I'm looking forward to this, and hopefully the crew of Boo will um, will roll through, and then and then after the crew of Boo does that, uh, the, the the coronavirus numbers won't 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 rise. That's the that's the biggest hope. But boy, this Saturday night in New Orleans, the first parade in a year and a half. And um, and the crew of Boo is usually fun. They didn't have it last year because of uh, 
because of COVID. But but every crew of Boo I've ever been to, they're, they're always a good time. You see some great costumes. There are there are there are good throws, and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully this goes off without a hitch. I want life back to the way it was. That's, that's what I want more than anything. That's never going to happen. Hey, coming up on next on the show, we're going to have comedian Jim Jeffries on. He's performing tomorrow night at the Sanger Theater. And uh, and he's a funny comedian. And he'll be on the show next. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, J.O. here with you. Joining us now, a very funny comedian. He's performing at the Sanger Theater here in New Orleans this Thursday night. Um, it's Jim Jeffries. Hi, Jim. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, how's everything going with you now here at the uh, end of this COVID disaster? I I never I never thought a virus could shut down the United States for a year and a half. Uh yeah. Well, I I I, I hadn't gigged in it almost two years, so getting back on the road's been really good. But I had a, I had a COVID baby, so uh, getting on the road's getting me some more sleep. You know, so uh, I'm happy. Well, I'm glad. I'm just guessing you didn't name your baby COVID like some other people did. That seemed to be a popular name over this last year. Ah, uh, yeah, no, 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 a little boy called Charlie. Uh, he was uh, he was somewhat unexpected, but I got married in COVID, and then I, uh, my wife got pregnant like a month later. So it happened all pretty quick. There wasn't much honeymoon. We kept on planning, like we'll go on a honeymoon as soon as COVID's over, and now we're just covered in baby vomits and stuff like that. So it's. Uh, it's been quite a whirlwind, but it's good to be back on stage. I, I wrote a lot of jokes in in this time off, you know. Um, I tried to tour Australia, and that got cancelled and locked down. And then, uh, but it's, it, the gig in Oklahoma will be like the eighth gig on the tour or something like that. So uh, uh, it's all good, fresh stuff. Oh, not Oklahoma, Austin. I'm going to Oklahoma the day after. So you said during COVID you had some downtime like we all did. You wrote some some new jokes. Do, do you find it more difficult writing jokes nowadays than, let's say, five years ago or ten years ago with that damn cancel culture that's out there? Uh, I'm, I'm aware of the cancel culture and I'm aware that you'd come after me at any time. But I also look at it like this. It's like uh, I've been doing this for 25 years. If you want to cancel me for something, you know, there's been so much stuff in the past you could have had a go at. So, I, I look, you know, with the Dave Chappelle special coming out and everyone getting angry about that and all that type of stuff, I'm well aware of things that can happen to you. But I, I say, can I swear on your station? Uh, well, we can edit it out. <laughs> well, I, I, I say, fuck it. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> See, you, the fact that you just said you can edit it out means the cancel culture has been going on for a very, very long time. We've had this the whole time, you know. It's just, it's just piped up a bit. Do you think we'll get back to the days that we remember and that we miss, where, where you could, you could say some things, and if people didn't like them, okay, they just wouldn't listen to you, or they wouldn't, they wouldn't watch you. Instead of, no, go, instead those, of going after days, your, those, those days are over, man. Those days are over. As soon as they invented MySpace or Facebook or, or you know, I only said MySpace because I'm going back some, but uh, as soon as people could tweet and anyone... See, what used to happen is you'd have a TV show 
And on the TV show, people would get angry about something and they'd, they'd, they'd send in four or five letters. And the network would get upset about that. They'd go, we've had some complaints. Now you get instantaneously thousands of complaints. And it's really just those people. Everyone else in the world doesn't really care. The vast majority of people don't really care. You know, They just want to be entertained or they want to watch what they like or what they don't like. I find it so weird that now in comedy, we get compared, comedians get compared to each other so much. So, so Hannah Gadsby at the moment is upset with Dave Chappelle. So they, they go, oh, Hannah's terrible and Dave's great or vice versa, or depending on what side of the border you're on, right? Um, but no one ever did that with music. No one ever went, I like, I like Metallica, therefore John Denver is crap. We understood that the two things were different genres and different things that we were watching. But with comedy, we all seem to be put in the same bucket. And it's like, you, you just can't please everyone. So I, 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 I've stopped caring. We're talking with Jim Jeffries, comedian. He's going to be at the Sanger Theater here in New Orleans on Thursday night. Jim, you're, you're from Australia. Um, and did you, did you make it big in Australia before you came over here to the United States? Because I know you also became an American citizen as well. Really, I did a couple of years of stand-up comedy in, in Australia before I moved to England. And when I was living in Great Britain, I, I became like a festival actor and a touring actor over there. And then I came to America. And then the last place I got famous was Australia. And so now I actually do quite well in Australia. But it took years and years before they ever knew I existed. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm very happy to be an American citizen. I've got a British wife. I'm I'm Australian American, and both my sons are American. So I, I you know, I, you know, I, look, I'm proper American now. I got season tickets to the Dodgers. I uh, I eat hot dogs and hamburgers all the time. I'm I'm, I'm here, but uh, 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 it was a long road to get popular in my home country of Australia. That's interesting. How how where you're where you're from is the last place that you uh, that you actually well this is. This is the thing. So Australia being such a small population, often you have to, often you have to make it overseas before they'll acknowledge that you're good. You know, before they go, oh well, this bloke's actually done pretty well for himself, and they get, you know, they get excited by you. Then I've always found it odd that Americans, uh, whenever you accept an Oscar, an American will always go, "Who would have thought a girl from Alabama could win an Oscar?" And you're like, "What are you talking about? You just get on a plane to LA, you're fine." You don't have to get a green card or visas or anything like that. Now, I, I always find that quite patronizing, that sentence. Like, who would have thought a person from wherever? Um, America, you know, you've got lots of uh, opportunities. All you've got to do is travel a little bit. Yeah, Jim, ACDC is from Australia. They did well on the club scene in Australia. Uh, but, but then when, when, they, when they took off and they went to England and they blew up there, then they became, I guess, a lot bigger in Australia. So you're a lot like the band that came from your country. <laughs> a lot of people say that. I'm exactly like ACDC. <laughs> the ACDC AC thing's a bit of a misnomer. Like, um, I think they came from England when they were young or something like that. But, you know, Bon Scott was Australian, Scottish, I believe. And, you know, the lead singer, Brian, now, is uh, he's from, uh, Geordie from Newcastle, England. So, you know, Australia claimed them, but Australia liked to claim things uh, that weren't originally there. Like, it always, I always found it funny that, uh, so we always claimed Mel Gibson, but you guys always claimed Mel Gibson until he went on a racist tirade, and then all of a sudden you started calling him Australian again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
That's that's good. Jim Jeffries, congratulations on all your success. Congratulations on your on your on your new child and your and your new bride. Um, Thank you. And and we will see you in a few nights. We will we will see you Thursday night here in New Orleans at the Sanger Theater. I gotta t- I gotta tell you, I think it's one of the best shows I've ever done. I've had a lot of time to work on it, but I, 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 I'm very excited to show it to you. Well, we look forward to it, and it was uh, it was great having you on the show. Thank you for being on our show. Thanks for having me. All right, Jim. Yeah, that, that's tomorrow night uh, at the Sanger Theater. Jim Jeffries, funny comedian. He had a he had a show for three years on Comedy Central, and and you know he knows his rock and roll. When I when I when I brought up ACDC, and he's correct about that. The the young brothers Angus and Malcolm Young, they grew up in England. They were they were actually kids. They were born in England, and then when they were little kids, their their parents moved to Australia. And and you know that Jim Jeffries knows his rock and roll because when he brought up their singer Brian Johnson, he named the band he was in before he was in ACDC. He said Jordy. And and that was the band that Brian Johnson was in, and that's where ACDC grabbed him from when their when their singer Bon Scott died. So um, I I bet you that's a good show tomorrow night at the Sanger Theater. Yeah, you get tickets right now. Uh, if you go to our website, I'm gonna put that interview up, and then I'm gonna put the link up if you want to get tickets for the show. It's gonna be on the article. Just give me like one minute to do that. I'm about to put it together right now. Yeah, check that out on our website. By the way, our website's cool. We we uh we we redid the website not that long ago, and there's a lot of uh, entertaining, interesting stuff on our website. And, and if you're interested in uh, in going to see Jim Jeffries tomorrow night at the Sanger Theater, you can uh, you can grab tickets there. There's there's a lot of cool stuff on our website, buyyou957.com. Guess what? It's up now. Ha ha, Jim Jeffrey. So if you want to see, if you want to hear the interview in its entirety, and you want to get tickets, it's up on the website right now as we speak. That was quick. I'm good at this. Yeah, buyyouheaven.com. Uh, coming up, I still got the dumbest thing I read all morning. Hang out with us here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Do you know what the average bra size? in the United States of America is? 36C. Nope. Wow, okay. It's 34 double D. Whoa, really? The average? The average bra size right now in the United States of America is 34 double D. USA! USA! Hell yeah! 30 years ago, it was 34 B. Nah, that was, that's not that impressive. No, but it makes sense because, you know, as time goes on, people people get bigger. I mean, you know, the average size of, of people now, of men and women, are taller and, and heavier than we've ever been. That's not what it is, John. See, 34B means they're still small waist. See, 34 means the size of the waist. The letter is the cup size. So if it's 34 Double D. That means that smaller women with bigger boobs. So it's actually breast augmentations. 
Because if they got bigger with the cup size, then they'll be like more like 36 double D, 38 double D, 40 double D. But if they still maintain that 44, that 34 waistband, that means they're maintaining their small size. They're just buying bigger boobs. See? And I wonder how they come up with this, how they, how they, how they know the average bra size in the United States is now 34 double D compared to 30 years ago when it was 34 B. Well, how, 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 do they, how do they know? It's kind of inaccurate because what they're going by is who, what bras are most people buying. Like more people are buying thirty-four double D bras. It's not like they're going around measuring everybody. They're going by who, what, what bras are being purchased the most. I used to work at Victoria's Secret. That's how I know these things. Yeah, you know, that is something uh, that, that I learned about you not that long ago. That that one time Coleman was was working at Victoria's Secret. It, it had his moments. But you, there's there's some guys out there they 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 dream about that Coleman. I did too until I actually started working there and it <laughs> became a real job. I thought it was I thought it was going to be a Disneyland, but nope. Oh man, the stuff they had me doing it was real actual work. It's, you had to work there. You can't just play around in there like I wanted to. Yeah, hey Col- Coleman, drop all those bras and underwear and come over here and empty the garbage. Exactly. Since I was the only dude there, I was the only one taking out the trash and putting up the stock and carrying the boxes. I worked in the back most of the time, so I missed all the cool parts. Well, so we, we do learn something new all the time. And uh, did you know that when when you woke before you woke up this morning that the, no. a, the average bra size in the United States is now thirty four double D up from thirty four B thirty years ago. No, I was up. I went with thirty six C. Uh coming up next, it's the dumbest thing I read all morning. And this has to do with gas. That's next. On Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland. Here. And it's that time of our show where I tell you the dumbest thing I read all morning. Nurse who claimed she was secretly hypnotized at work, causing her to fart against her will, loses lawsuit. (laughs) This nurse, um, she unsuccessfully tried to sue where she worked. And, and she worked at NHS, which is National Health Service. Oh, I thought that was a high school. No, NHS, that's, um, that's the publicly funded health care system in England. So, that's, uh, so she was a nurse in England, and she says that her bosses where she worked at NHS secretly hypnotized her causing her to fart against her will and then she says they told her to see a psychiatrist so she um, after all of this happened she sued them and um, 
she didn't have any success with her with her lawsuit against NHS. You don't say. Why, one, I wonder what clues led her to believe that she was secretly hypnotized. I didn't even know that was a power that people can have. I thought most people who get hypnotized is voluntarily, meaning they actually go up to a hypnotist and say, hey, can you hypnotize me? And they consent to it. That's one. And two, out of all the things they could have did, if they did secretly hypnotize her, why would farting or being un- being unable to control your farts be the thing that they do? Well, Coleman, her name is Zandra Sampson. You idiot. She was a nurse at NHS. And she has unsuccessfully tried to sue the NHS after claiming she was being secretly hypnotized at work to force her to uncontrollably break wind. She insisted she was suffering from unwelcome uh, gastroenteral disturbances at work. Or bad gas. Including flatulence. And her bosses did it to her. <laughs> yeah. By hypnotizing her to do it. She also told the court she was being possessed. Her private parts were being attacked and she was gaslighted through the use of low frequency sound waves. That sounds like crabs. Now, when she says gaslighted, is she talking about her farts? Maybe so. (laughs) A hypnotic, hypnotic controlled induced farts. Zandra Sampson blamed the perceived paranormal experiences on poor heating and ventilation at the hospital unit she worked at. Because, you know, you, you know, if you don't ventilate, properly ventilate your hospitals, that's when the ghosts come and attack you. She was a staff nurse at Ealing Hospital in London, England. Uh, self-diagnosed herself as being the target of... Uh, an ideal motor phenomenon, a little-known hypnotic concept, which is said to make people make movements unconsciously, and and some of those movements um, is digestive. Oh well, well she was an acute medical unit nurse, and hopefully she'll um, you know, be able to get this uh, straightened out or whatever the case may be and get back to work. Uh, nurses uh, nurses are heroes, right? I hope so. I mean, maybe she should try a WebMD instead of self-diagnosing herself. Well, the NHS nurse in England who claims she was secretly hypnotized at work, causing her to fart against her will, she lost her lawsuit after she was fired for refusing to see a psychiatrist. Boy. Or an exorcist. She needed to see somebody. She needed to see a way out the door. Yeah, hopefully she'll end up seeing the right person. But that's the dumbest thing I read all morning. Think about that. That's just dumb. Here on Bayou 95.7 New Orleans only classic rock station. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 